on the show. Olympic fever. You've got it, I've got it, we've all got it. Our Aussies are winning gold left, right and centre. Another week, another heritage Guernsey. So where are the bars? And the biggest pass or fast board we've ever seen. That's all coming up next on Olympic theme version of the Press Box. There'll be some footy too, all sorts coming up. But, of course, we are all head deep into the Olympic Games week one. And I tell you what, I am completely enthralled. I don't know about you guys. I've got Dale Fletcher and Jack Hudson with me. No Jace Kemp this week. Boys, welcome. It is Olympic week, and what a week it's been. Konnichiwa. That's what, that's what, that's what we're saying, isn't it? <laughs> are we? <laughs> oh, it is. That's hello in Japanese. Hello, hello. <laughs> I did Japanese in college, and that's probably the only thing I remember. So. Boys, you see the bags under my eyes. That's the Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> the Olympic rings are hunting, hanging underneath Jack Hudson's eyes. Absolutely. Of course, the show, the press box, is brought to you by theinnersanctum.com.au. There is a lot of great things happening around the world, especially in Tokyo Achievements Left, Front Centre. But I tell you, the Inner Sanctum are doing some amazing things too with the Olympic Games coverage. Let's just start there firstly. Jack, your team, a, a round of applause to them already. Five week, four, five days in, you look absolutely uh, stressed, but for very good reasons. Oh, it's, um, it's been quite a roller coaster for the team, um, led by um, Jackie Dodd and Dan Koppel. They've been really um, yeah, spearheading everything that's going on with the Olympic coverage, and it's been incredible to watch all the sports covered in the way that they should be, like the highlights around like water polo, swimming, everything at all. It's been a hell of a roller coaster. We've got podcasts going up. We've got Aussie recaps, daily recaps, and a live blog. So they've been doing a sensational job, and I couldn't be proud of the team. How uh, every time I've been on social media, every time I've refreshed it, so it's in a sanctum something. I'm like, geez, yeah. <laughs> if, if 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 there was a gold medal for uh, refreshness, <laughs> they'd be up there all the time, all the time. The absolute determination has been incredible by the team. So they're hungry and like they're learning a whole heap about covering a sport to this extent. Like this is probably the most intense thing that we put anyone through. And it's been a roller coaster, so we've got another fortnight to go and see how that goes. Now, uh, rumour has it uh, you, you you weren't here uh, last episode because you were um, allegedly um, <laughs> do, doing a lecture. You were lecturing That's right. uh, people. How <laughs> <laughs> yes. did uh, said uh, lecture go? Did you get any uh, virtual? Apples thrown at the whiteboard, or uh, <laughs> or any feedback uh, with uh, the lecture, Professor Hudson. So we've had a <laughs> Professor Hudson. That's, that rolls off the tongue. Um, so we've um, decided to try and really enhance people's skills with different areas. So match reporting, obviously, with the Olympics being so intense, we thought I'd give them a bit of uh, my expertise, being um, you know the golden goose around here, the professor, the cult hero. <laughs> <laughs> the cult, the cult hero right. down at Alberton. So um, I gave him a bit of um, expert advice on um, what to do, what not to do in a match report. So, um, yeah, it went really well. Everyone seemed to enjoy it. We've had a couple um, that we've done. We had um, Nearly Meadows join us um, last week on Monday to talk about some of the do's and don'ts of journalism. So it's been good. Um, it's been very valuable for those guys and been a bit hand- handy for me to be able to learn the educational side of actually teaching people too. 
So uh, who who out of your esteemed uh, writers put their hand up for the wrestling? Because <laughs> is, is that Jay Hudson? That Jay Hudson and wrestling just go hand in hand. Goes very much hand in hand. Don't mind a bit of the old wrestling. So, um... <laughs> but this is real wrestling, though. Yeah, that's been a bit of a shock. I'm waiting for someone to come out with a steel chair and belt some poor bastard <laughs> and start cross chopping and doing all sorts of stuff. Haven't seen um, no figure four leg locks or anything, which has been quite disappointing. So it's a bit of a rude shock to the sports entertainment tra- traditionalists. <laughs> you need the uh, the intro music and the you know the gold wrestling belts and all that sort of thing. But absolutely, you do. No, mate, you're doing an outstanding job leading the way with the sanctum. We're, we're loving. It. What? How's it? work so just quickly just let us into how how they're sort of doing are they sh- is it like it's shift work are they watching everything at once or what how's it work oh we're all sort of contributing as a team like we've got a team of about uh, 50 riders just all working together to try and like there's different people running the live blog at different times like people are feeding information it's just whatever people want to do they're more than happy to do like if they want to be involved they can um so there's no obligation on that front but yeah, it's a very much a team effort, and some of the guys, pretty much all of the guys, actually have been absolutely sensational. When when do, when does the professor um, take over live blogs and such? You just wheel yourself in uh, when, when the when Ariana Titmus is on the blocks, or you know, hundred metres final, or the uh, you know the big time events front and centre. <laughs> Team USA playing yeah. in the basketball. Or... No, the overlorders I'm often referred to um, took over um, took over last night of the live blog and ran it um, till midnight. So you get to watch out for the Ollie Roos report and they're playing as we're speaking boys. So yes. um, I'll be doing a bit of a match report on what's going on that and um, the Aussie recap today as well. I hope they. I hope your Aussie recap has Jock Landale in the first uh, two paragraphs because, uh, geez, he was unbelievable it's going to have a lot of stuff Dave it's going to have a lot of stuff he should lead it right from the top he single handedly uh, won that game for the Boomers against uh, Italy Mm. there's been a shit ton of medals and (laughs) a shit ton of everything so I've got a lot to write after we're done here don't worry about those three goals in 55 minutes so they just sweep them to the side it was uh, (laughs) Jock Randall's uh, fourth quarter pristine straight to the top I think we do have a report going up very shortly of that so very nice well let's not sweep them aside now we better talk about that was one of the most (laughs) remarkable hours of olympic history for australia we found five gold medals two in the rowing one in the pool with uh, who i'm i'm claiming is the new um golden girl of australian sport and ariane titmus and and i think these are her games if the boomers don't win a gold medal i reckon that'll that they'll take over as the biggest highlight of the games but ariane titmus if anything has already just about cemented this is her games. She's owned this, just like Kathy owned the 2000. This this is Ariane Titmus's game. She's been outstanding. Yeah, she has. And uh, it's, the whole rivalry between Titmus and Katie Ledecky has been the, uh, well, the just the storyline le- leading into to Tokyo. Mm. And uh, probably it's ad- advantage Titmus purely because of coronavirus. So if, if Tokyo was last year when it was supposed to happen, uh, Katie Ledecky probably had uh, Titmus's measure, but mm. with the extra 12 months, uh, Titmus, uh, one year older, one year wiser, and uh, obviously uh, one year a little bit quicker than uh, the uh, 
cocky American. So uh, yeah, so uh, <laughs> s- s- suffer in your jokes. <laughs> I, I, agree, I agree with that cocky American <laughs> statement. Vicky's <laughs> real Gary Hall Junior uh, um, um, vibes about this Sydney two thousand. So uh, yeah, we 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 smashed you like a guitar, didn't we? <laughs> the, the the Twitter American side of things has been just. A high level of sodium through the roof. There is lots of <laughs> angst and it's got it sensational. Um, there's just been a whole heap of different Aussie reference gifts. I've just been running with that dumb and dumber one of um, Lloyd Christmas out the limo going, G'day, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the Americans across the board have been pretty disappointing, mm. um, even even though um, Good. Did, 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 did win the silver. Like Team USA losing their first Olympic uh, basketball game in 24 yeah. games to, to France. Um, but uh, <laughs> they may or may not have bounced back uh, today and just uh, built it around by 60. But mm. uh, the but the, the biggest story so far of the first week, um, you can you can take out all, all the medals, all the results, but the, the Simone Biles saga oh, yes. is, was unbelievable. And uh, I've got a few... Behind-the-scenes stories uh, about uh, the Simone Biles story when that uh, blew up uh, deluxe last night, but that was just unbelievable, and uh, social media just just melted melted down. Well, it's not something that's uncommon now in 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 I suppose sport, and especially at the top level, we've seen Naomi Osaka pull out of um, one of the major um, opens in the tennis a few a while back. Um, we saw Liz Cambage pull out of the Olympic Games. Um, due to mental health, and now also we're seeing uh, Simone Biles for a, an entirely different set of reasons. I would have thought, considering her background um, and the USA gymnastics background, but also uh, claiming mental health concerns for herself pulling out of the uh, the finals, the individual and team finals. And it's just, it, it is shocking because she's probably the, if you're going to line up all the stars that are performing in the Olympic Games a whole way around the world, who, who are you going to put at the very, very top as the number one star athlete out of every country, out of every single athlete? It, it's probably her. She's been an absolute star, much like Michael Phelps was heralded as the best ever at uh, the last couple of games as well as Usain Bolt. She's probably the number one star in this 2020 Tokyo Games and she's gone. And and it's come as a shock, but for those who aren't keeping up, um, there's been a whole lot of... Um, uh, the USA Gymnastics has got a checkered past for the last 15, 20 years and one of their doctors, Larry Nasser, was arrested in 2016 for um, years of sexual abuse and, and child pornography and all sorts of horrible, horrible stuff. There's a documentary series on um, Netflix, if you want to watch it, called Athlete A that's worth watching, uh, and it gives it a full background into it. But Simone Biles has come into this um, uh, going through all of that last decade and a half, and incredibly, um, finally, something's being said on her half, and her mental health is, is clearly number one priority now in the middle of the Olympics. Yeah, it was it's come as a massive shock, and uh, the just reading uh, Twitter last night, it was like, oh, the first vault she landed on her foot, so so uh, for, for five minutes she had a broken foot, then it was uh, the mental health issues, and then there I was reading some tweets that it was like a political statement or a protest or something like that, and it was just went on around and around in circles mm. until it was like uh, she she come out after. Um, the US won the silver mm. um, in the press conference. I said, yeah, the, uh, I'm struggling with my mental health. And it was good on her too because well, if you're that good, like none of us here, well, 
I will never be that good at anything in my life. Yeah. So I will have no idea what that feels like. But I, you, you would think that being that good comes with so much pressure mm. to not stuff up. Yeah. And that, and to have that day in, day out saying, well, I've got to win, I've got to win, I've got to win. And it's a totally different ball game from I've I got to win mm. because if I don't win, I'll be a failure rather than I've got to win, I've got to win, I've got to win because I want to win. Yeah. It's, mm. it's two totally different different scenarios. I can't quite remember the name. I feel bad not remembering the name, but one of our Aussies in the, um, I think it was the boxing today, um, lost and didn't quite reach the gold medal. And she was crying and, and, and apologizing and furious at herself that she didn't win. Um, the gold, and she believed that she would, and it's just such a high expectation. Even though the Australian public and and the rest of the world would have said, "Gee, she gave it a fair crack, and good on her for for doing what she did." Go back to 1996. Kerry Strug is an Olympian, uh, gymnast, gymnastic Olympian for the USA, and in 1996 she broke, I think, an, a, 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 a must have been an ankle or a foot as well, um, while doing one of the the beams or something rather, uh, or the vault actually. She broke a foot upon landing, and because she didn't quite land it, they told her to go back. Her USA coach said, you have to go back and do it again with a broken foot. She landed on one foot. It's remarkable footage. They won gold because of it. But ultimately, that's the that's the pressures that are put on you as an athlete at that level by coaches and everyone around you to say, you've you've come all this way and you're going to give up now because of an injury or you're going to give up for some, some other reason. Like there's, there's no wriggle room. Once you get there, the, the pressures are so high because it comes around once every four years. You just have to you have to do it, push through regardless. And Simone Biles has said no to that. And and the extra extra layer on top of that was uh, she she could do that because she's a strong enough human being to do that, which is good to see in professional athletes these days. But she got some gold medals in the back pocket too. Like Rio, she uh, <laughs> she had an extra extra luggage uh, suitcase on, on the way home because she won. I think she won about six medals mm. <laughs> in Rio. It would be interesting to see the the um, the, well, the the mental health state of athletes after after um, winning or getting to the pinnacle yeah. and having to repeat the the dose rather than ne- have never won a thing mm. and and striving for, for for that for that first medal as well and and you, just looking back yeah. uh, you can look back in history now with the pressures and what you said um Tigers before about 96 and mm. and and the and the US gymnastics team you could just understand how much pressure Kathy Freeman had on the blocks there in Sydney oh, on yeah. that night Oh dear, we gee whiz! Yeah, it, and that was totally oh. understated, isn't it? The, the amount of you just that you're right. I, I, I go to water if I'm I'm, I'm going to beat Hutto in a game of pool. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's enormous. You've got a whole nation behind you, and 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 yet, and you've done so much in the lead up, and it can it can build up to such a, an amount of pressure. But ultimately, people have been smashing Liz Cambage, people have been smashing Renate Osaka, and people have now smashed Simone Biles. And it's probably an education thing. This is new. This is something that a lot of people aren't used to. Probably, I mean, I'm not going to throw stones, but maybe I'm just trying to err towards a Gen X sort of era of people not quite being. It's it's more of a get tougher, just push through it sort of mentality, which I think a lot of Olympians in the past would have done and probably still do and always will. But And you're going to have an element of that. But there's also some that are, are now in a, in a new generation who believe, 
mental health is so important. You must look after yourself first, regardless of any achievements, because yes, you might be able to win things, but if they come at a cost and, and you as a person are broken while it happens, it might not be as satisfying as the achievement first set out to be. Yeah, yeah for sure. Absolutely. And, and the, um, the take it behind the scenes is at the uh, advertiser last night. Um, yeah. I, I had done <laughs> a big spread on uh, the science behind Simone Biles and why oh. she was um, unbackable favourite. I think I think sports bet or someone had already paid out on her winning oh, everything. Wow. So yeah, before the before the Olympics, I, I think I read that somewhere. But um, they had a big uh, big page on you know the science behind you know why she's that good and um, just just describing the routines and you know the the trainings and everything behind that and. Uh, a lot of our country readers w- would have got that. They would have read that <laughs> this morning because uh, when uh, the uh, proverbial uh, hit the fan at about uh, what ten to nine uh, <laughs> uh, last night or Tuesday Tuesday night, that's right. I don't even know what night it is. <laughs> um, uh, I was like, oh, okay. Um, whoops, uh, <laughs> we better uh, throw that in the bin and uh, and uh, put something else in there. So um, it was the massive. Newspaper jinx, the biggest newspaper yeah. jinx of all time. And uh, I always uh, um, bag uh, our great mate, uh, Andrew Capel, because uh, whenever he <laughs> does a, a feature on, on any footballer, they usually break a leg or a limb or some sort of, uh, do some sort of soft, soft tissue injury within, uh, within 48 hours of, of uh, to hit, hitting, the, hitting the news agent. So, oh, um, it was uh, it was a mad rush, and uh, luckily uh, there was only about forty five million stories from from Tokyo. <laughs> well, from to, that's uh, the thing. You take can... out uh, uh, Simone, but it was a great photo too. It was her, her like in the air mid cartwheel. It was it was arms and legs all over the shop. It was it was a good looking page, but uh, not too many people saw it. No, Jack, tell us about your takeaways from these five days. There've been so many special moments, and you've seen a lot of it. Uh, just as I think as everyone else in Australia has, we're all glued to the tellies. What have you What have you enjoyed the most? I think the swimming is always a highlight. Watching the um, the tennis races was just incredible. And Basil cops a lot of flack. Mm. He cops a lot, but I reckon he actually nailed that first one. Yeah, I really think he nailed it. And commentary always compliments what goes on, and I actually think he done beautifully. And Actually, hearing Bruce's love of just the games for the opening ceremony, I think it was just the small things like that that I've really appreciated yeah. rather than a lot of what's happened on. And the celebration from um, the Aussie swing coach. Dean Boxall. Dean yes. Boxall. The ultimate warrior celebration I can get around. Yeah. That was incredible. So that was possibly the highlight for me, just watching that and creating probably one of the greatest Australian gifts ever now. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I tweeted today that uh, a fence manufacturer should get on board uh, with with Dean Boxall. And say, Our fences are so idea. strong. <laughs> Our fences are so strong. Not even Dean Boxall can can can, can break can break it. But uh, the, oh, that's that's clearly that's. Yeah, I, that's I, a I great don't know. Idea. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm old enough to remember Laurie Lawrence in, at, at the Seoul Olympics in 1988, where mm. uh, uh, you boys uh, weren't even thought of. But uh, nope. L- Laurie Lawrence's effort in in Seoul when Duncan Armstrong won the 400 metres freestyle, uh, I think, might have just got trumped by uh, 
Dean Boxall. And the funniest <laughs> thing I think about the whole thing is the how, how about the, uh, the the brutal uh, security guard, the yeah. little, little <laughs> J- Japanese lady, yeah. who was standing next to him saying, oh, sir, sir, can you put your mask on and stand, stand, stand behind the rope? Gee, nope. yeah. you weren't stopping him. Were you? Once he got started, there was no stopping him. I think it was. Oh, he was, she was genuinely scared. She was f- feared for her life. That 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 goes down in the history books. That moment, it's just that's gonna become folklore. Dean Boxall and Ariane Titmus in that moment, such a great. And Jack, your point about Basil, I, I totally agree. I was skeptical even of his. Uh, I mean the. His his calling has always been criticised. I've never been a huge lover of his calls, but this one, and especially these Olympics overall, honestly, I reckon he's absolutely smashed it out of the park this year. And Ian Thorpe and um, Liesl Jones have been very, very good alongside him. But his, just oh, the yeah. way he's been able to capture the moments, it's very... I don't know. It was very much Bruce-esque when he had Kathy in 2000. Very much Dennis Cometti when we had the 4 by 100 men back in 2000, uh, 2000 as well. Um, Matt Hill even was a fantastic call of the rowing um, on Wednesday morning when we had the men and women's fours go through, win gold as well. That was outstanding. I mean, some of these guys deserve a lot of credit because they are now the soundtrack to what is history that we will always remember. And these are, these are, I know, personal moments for us all that we'll remember forever in the Olympics. It's, it, they're just, and Basil did it so well, so composed and just nailed the call, especially the, the moment where he just said to be a legend, you have to beat a legend that, mm. that sort of, uh, it resonates well. And it was just summing up the moment brilliantly. And then that continued on with obviously Titmus again, with yeah. um, the, we're watching a legend in the making. Mm. That was just, incredible like it's good to compliment commentary in that way and i do bang on about the point of the afl commentators about just making it all about them this is a bloke who is just watching the moment and actually embracing it yeah. rather than carrying on like a pork chop oh no he's carrying on like a pork chop as well <laughs> no, 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 no doubt about that but uh oh it, it's just it's committee 2.0 that, that, that's what i'm hearing it feels Isn't like it, it. there's committeeisms about 2.0. it Oh, hundred percent. Now I'm not. A, I'm not. Oh, I'm not like going to sit here and too. it's not a love in, but it's also. I think it's just an appreciation and and a, a, um, a love for great calls and great moments and moments done well. Like he's doing the moment mm. justice, if anything. Yeah, absolutely. That's the. Um, that's what I'm really appreciating is the fact that it is doing the moment justice. And like you said, it's the soundtrack in history now, mm. and it's going to be played forever and ever. And 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 if you and if you're a fan of commentary, do not like if you want to watch, you know, the whole uh, shooting or the whole table tennis, and you and you, you go onto the app and you can watch the whole thing. <laughs> yes. um, if you're really that keen, uh, I, I hope you're not a fan of commentary because the commentary on that <laughs> is uh, is um, well, shit ass. Yeah, um, <laughs> straight to the point. <laughs> because if if there's some way you know they could Channel Seven could dub their oh. commentators o- over that, but you know, I know I know it's just a, a world feed and it's just one caller and you know it, I, I get that and uh, like the the boomers and the opals games that I've been watching in full on on the app they've been on mute anyway and uh, after I heard the the first half of the first quarter of the commentary it went on mute anyway but i had it on mute in the corner but uh if you want to watch the whole game but uh geez the commentary on the on the on the on the full, full events if you want to watch the whole thing oh, uh yeah um 
yeah, um, no good. Yeah, they're not. They're hard. They're hard to get through. We might even uh, give you a little snippet later on in Pass or Fast. Just some, just a, a, a comparison <laughs> of what we Ooh, saw, yes. especially yes. Uh, in one of the basketball games. Oh goodness me! Um, <laughs> before we move off the Olympics quickly, can we talk about um, the Boomers and maybe even the Matildas? Just two of the biggest teams with high expectations going into this. The Matildas probably losing a handful of games prior didn't have as high expectations, but they're starting to deliver a little bit here. They're through to the quarterfinals. They are looking good but the basketballers as well the boomers now two and oh but the opals are zero and one they lost the first game in a bit of a shock to belgium um and and quite comprehensively too so before we go to dale our resident basketball expert what do we think of the soccer and our matildas so far jack well thank god sweden beat the yanks yeah. <laughs> Let's just say that because yeah. that was that was a shootout when the Tildes played um, Sweden, mm. and we like Sam Kerr is incredible as she is. That penalty fell completely flat to tie it up, and we ended up losing four two. So to get a draw and then play quite defensive in possibly one of the ugliest games of football seen, you take that because now we're through to the knockout stages and. Mm. That's going to be so good. I'm pretty sure we play um, Great Britain, which is Correct. a little bit terrifying because um, they've got some incredible players as well. Um, but as well, the Oli Roos, that match against Argentina was phenomenal. Just And Riley McGree, I bang on about him because he's a local boy. He's a Gawler boy. Yep. He's an incredible talent. He's the Scorpion King. Yeah, the yeah. Scorpion King. What in the living hell? So he's had three moments. He's had tried, he's flicked it up to himself and tried an overhead, which <laughs> by any stretch, most goalkeepers probably wouldn't have gone near. It was a great save to actually just grab it and mm. pluck it straight out. He, he, then, he, he wanted to do cycling for a little bit, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. It seems that way. Um, <laughs> and then, then to miss a tap in, or basically scuff up the chance for a tap-in and then try and fix himself up by having a crack from halfway, which narrowly missed. <laughs> that was a great That was a great attempt. It's thrilling to watch and he's such an exciting talent as well. So it was so good and then watching just, and speaking of commentators, oh, Brent oh, Speed. Brent, Oof, absolutely oh. agree. Brendan Speed needs a bit of love. He, he's been, And John Casey is always consistent as ever. That So many great callers in this Olympic Games for Seven. They've done a brilliant job recruiting. Absolutely. And so, um, obviously, the loss to Spain, which that Spain team is stacked. Like, they've got Real Madrid midfielders. They've got some of the best young talents in La Liga. So, to only come away with a 1-0 loss is pretty good. And we're currently playing Egypt at the moment with about four of our players out, including McGree. So, let's see how that goes. It was a yellow-red card frenzy, wasn't it, at the end of the Spanish game? They just pretty much went to, went to Bunta. Yeah, suspension <laughs> city, so... I want to have the next game off. I want to have the next yeah, game pretty, off. Pretty much. I can't be stuff playing Egypt, getting me in for the knockout stages. So, fingers crossed that they can get up um, while we speak. So, um, yeah, no, very happy with how the soccer's going. I'm quite surprised um, considering the groups that we got drawn. Mm. All right, Dale, give us a basketball wrap, great man. Yeah, well, uh, I'll start off with the Opals because everyone uh, everyone's saying um, – uh, Oh, what a shock. What a shock. Oh, Belgium. I should have flogged Belgium. What's going on here, Belgium? Like, who are Belgium? Well, yeah. I can tell you that uh, Belgium, uh, led by Emma Messman, who uh, gave uh, the Opals a real mess just, mm. just quietly <laughs> with uh, 32 points, she is a WNBA Finals MVP. Yeah, right. So people don't, <laughs> people don't, people thought that, you know, uh, 
Belgium are going to send through uh, send over tw- twelve ladies that uh, make chocolate. Well, you're wrong. <laughs> um, they are genuine talent. It was a it was a fifty fifty game. There was just enough talent, just as much talent in the Belgian team as there is in the Opals team. And as it showed, uh, there's more. So uh, the Opals have a have a real big uh, big fight on their hands. Uh, they they got China and Puerto Rico. So you'd think. They'd win the next two. Uh, they've got to win at least one, otherwise uh, they're Gorskis. But um, you'd think they'd uh, bounce back and win the next two and you'd hope as a, as an Aussie fan that that uh, defeat might have uh, kicked them in the backside and uh, mm. they'll uh, strive all the way to the gold medal game. But uh, the Boomers, oh, geez, uh, the Boomers, they, they are tracking along, tracking along quite nicely. But... As I said last week, uh, every game is going to come down to the fo- the final few minutes. Anyone mm. can beat anyone, and uh, and c- clearly could could have lost to Nigeria. Even though you see seventeen point win uh, yeah. was four five point game with four minutes to go. Yeah, um, and then you see today uh, Germany just beat Nigeria, and uh, Italy just beat Germany, and we've we have just beaten mm. beaten Italy. So uh, and then obviously the France. Beating uh, uh, the US. US, so uh, uh, chalk the wins up and uh, and and keep it keep it rolling. But um, the the boomers all they're they're all, oh, I'm 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 excited. Are they not playing their best basketball yet? They're number one in defense in the world. They are just they are brilliant in defense, which is helping them a lot. But are they are they struggling on the offensive end? I think they are. I think especially uh, down in the clutch, especially in, in the uh, game against. Italy on uh, on Wednesday. Um, it, obviously, we, we want the ball in Paddy Mills's hands, but mm. uh, once Paddy gets the ball, these uh, four mates just just seem to uh, take a seat and go, "Well, y- you go to work." So uh, that's not going to get it done um, unless uh, Paddy Mills turns into Michael Jordan uh, overnight, which <laughs> is not not going to happen. He's good, but he's not that good. Um, so I think the the offense needs to have a bit more. Bit more movement, bit more, bit more fluid, fluid um, cuts and screens, and a bit of movement off the ball to uh, to make uh, make the defense uh, actually work. Otherwise, there'll be five five people trying to stop Patty, and uh, they, they won't have to worry about anyone else because they're just standing there. So, uh, mm. yes, that's the only concerning part I have uh, when it comes down to crunch time. And but, but how about Brisbane? Who's going to Brisbane? Oh yeah, well, Who's how's, going to Brisbane? how's that been forgotten in in the last couple of days? Brisbane winning <laughs> the Olympic Games for twenty thirty—that's fantastic. In a sense, going to be at Brisbane front row. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, Dale, you'll be on a pension by then. <laughs> I can tell you. I can tell you. I can tell you. Uh, twenty thirty-two Brisbane Olympics. I will be there, and I'll be fifty. It's my fiftieth birthday oh, present to myself. Nice. I am going. Yeah, good. I am going uh, every night. Sixteen days, sixteen days of of cans of uh, everything, <laughs> and uh, and real Aussie style, probably uh, Vegemite sandwiches and everything like that, and uh, green and gold hats, and I'll be there uh, with, cheering on the boomers. I'll join how you. How about mate. this? I'll join you. How about how about this? Uh, uh, Josh Giddy will be playing for the Boomers. Oh yes, uh, in twenty thirty two, he'll be twenty nine. He'll be a veteran. 
He'll be 29. <laughs> how, how far away does it feel? But it's also so close at the same time. It's, I'm so excited for it. It's just, it's just so enthralling. We've got another Olympic Games on our home soil. I'm terrified of the fact that you think um, 11 years away is uh, so close, Tavis. Um, <laughs> but um, I am anticipating that Ben Simmons still would not have represented the Boomers by that stage. Oh, 100%. Oh. 100%. <laughs> won't be there. Won't be there. And uh, I am I'm, I'm, I reckon I know who's going to light the cauldron already. Who yes. got Aaron Titmus? Oh, it's Paddy Mills. <laughs> he won't be a bloody – he won't be an athlete then. It doesn't, it doesn't have to be an athlete that likes a cauldron. In Barcelona, they had a dude with a with a bow and arrow. Did they? That, that missed by about 600 metres. Nah, move, it's, it's moved it's on. Somehow, mate, it's moved eh? on. No, nah, it's it's current athletes now, mate. you gotta, you got to nah, let the stars mate. shine. No. Goodness no. me. That's terrible. No. Buddy, come on. He's, he's bared the flag. He's he's not going to light the, light the home... Uh, Home cauldron again. I would have thought. Hey, um, let's move off that. It's time. It's time to get into the footy. Um, because we better touch on this before we get into all our other segments. The Crows first up. Just quickly, we got a win over Hawthorne. Are we still a chance to get the number one pick, or have we just sort of uh, won far too many games now after that one? Far too many games. No, no chance. You beat the Hawks. So, and the Hawks actually look a good chance to actually get the number one pick. They are. And Collingwood's down there too. Now, didn't Collingwood ch- trade away the first round pick to the Giants? That's what I've heard as well. So they've handed it away. That is correct, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> didn't work so oh. well. Oh, dear. Well, well, they, well they, don't, they don't really need it, do they, Collingwood? Because they've got Dacos in their back pocket. So they don't really need it. Yeah, wouldn't you want they another pick and then, buddy? Your first pick as well? Yeah, I suppose, but uh, <laughs> well, they had to, well, that went in the fire sale, did it? At, uh, yep. At, at the Holden Centre, that went? Wasn't a great trade was... period. No. no. It's just be another top draft pick that the play for the Giants for a couple of years before coming back to Collingwood, <laughs> I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> but, geez, come on, Tuggers. You boys can't even tank properly. Oh, no, give us a spell. North but, Melbourne aren't, don't know how to tank either. They, they're trying to get off the bottom. They just won uh, a game of footy against Carlton when yeah, they but, could have thrown that. Uh, yeah, but the, the, your boys had just seen North Melbourne win and went, oh, hang on, they just won. <laughs> Here we go. No. And then the, the Hawks were coming in the no. last quarter. Got, got within a point. Jeez. No. Ben no. No, nah, we, we no, uh, to be honest, there's no there's no real serious talk of tanking. But it would I think it just would like we said last week, it would be nice to have another top first or second pick, but it does seem like it's a bit too far away now. Hawthorne are staring at their first wooden spoon since 1965. That's how serious it's getting for them. And North Melbourne, the way they're tracking, if they do keep winning, they'll hand Hawthorne that first pick. Um, So it it is interesting. I don't think the Crows are anywhere near it anymore. And they probably, they don't deserve the first pick. They've been a very good team this year in in different ways at times. Um, They haven't been outstanding, but I feel like they've been a much improved team to what they were last year when they did come last. So they, they deserve to be a few steps up the ladder and some other teams who haven't been anywhere near as good, North Melbourne and Hawthorne included, they deserve to be below and a higher pick. I'm just going to quickly cut in as we watch. Egypt have scored. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Ollie Ruse. 
Come on. Oh, dear. <laughs> Are we walking out like an Egyptian? No? Oh. no. <laughs> Something yeah, worse right. than that goal is that comment right there. Yeah, that, that's not good news. Um, yeah, but no, nah, I, I think I, I don't like the whole idea of thinking. And the teams at the bottom have actually won quite a few games. I'm pretty sure mm. North last have won four and a half. So, four and a half, yep. Yeah, so the all-time like highest win tally for a wooden spoon side is six. And that was Collingwood in the late 90s. Wow. Could still be broken. So that could very well be broken. Well, if North Melbourne beat the Crows in the last round and pick up another one in the next couple of weeks, there you go. They could be on six wins, but may also get them off the bottom at the same time. But it is interesting at the same time. We signed Riley Thilthorpe for three years too, Dale. That's a, that's a good sign for the club. They want to invest their future in him. Oh, no-brainer. Oh, yep. no, ten years. Mm, um, definitely. Really, but uh, the, the – oh, no, bro. Well, Fogarty, I've said it a couple of weeks ago, Fogarty, Thilthorpe, yeah. next ten years, roll them out. Uh, <coughs> here we go. But uh, the the only bad thing about that is is if you tell them that, the, the, they can think that and then they might not push themselves to that uh, next level where they should be at, thinking, oh, well, we, we're going to be centre our forward and full forward for the next mm. – Five year, five, six, seven years. Uh, um, our spots are um, assured. We can uh, cut a few corners, which uh, which might hopefully not happen uh, for Crows fans. But uh, the other one I want to ask Hutto, uh, mm. Crows related this week. Mm. Uh, uh, Harry Schoenberg got uh, nominated as the Nap Rising Star, mm. and uh, and uh, your man or our man uh, Hutto, uh, Miles Bergman uh, hasn't got one yet. I think he will at some point. Berg's been consistent, but so has Schoenberg. Schoenberg's been terrific. I thought you were going to go right off. (laughs) No, I I think Schoenberg has generally deserved a nomination this year, and um, Berg definitely deserves one. Um, Hopefully that comes in the coming weeks. He's been terrific. Like had a quiet start to the year while he sort of gradually tried to make his way into the lineup, but ever since he's settled and become like a real swingman of sorts, he's been incredible. So he's not coming out of that port lineup for a very long time. And... While we're talking about people who have been impressive, Riley Bond's past couple of weeks mm. have been bloody good, and he's someone who cops a lot of flack. So I'm very pleased with how he's going. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I can uh, put my hand up. I'm vice president of the Riley Bonner Hate Club. Um, <laughs> hate Club is such a strong word. Jeez. <laughs> uh, well, well, I. I have been on record to say that he is uh, Riley Bonner is Jasper Pittard 2.0, and uh, <laughs> and uh, two weeks of football ain't, ain't going to change much of that. Um, seriously, uh, I've seen a couple of kicks inside fifty, and that's about it. Um, <laughs> to be frank, the, the the biggest thing about Riley Bonner is if he, he's playing a bit more up the ground which is good for Port fans because when he buggers it up, it's two kicks from goal rather than just one. Oh, my God. But the cynic has spoken yet again. <laughs> but, like, his movement inside forward 50 is terrific. Like, he can put a bloody ball in quite well. I think he's more suited to a wing half forward role than half back. Mm. So to see him actually playing that role is quite good. For my point I, I made about two, 25 seconds ago. <laughs> <laughs> yes. No shit, though. <laughs> 
<laughs> but that, but 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 with speaking of younger talent going through, going back to the Crows tuggers, what yep. about uh, the saviour Jackson Haley? He hasn't even had a game. What's what's going on there? Well, he's well, he's had a couple of games this year. hasn't quite been up to the standard, and and he's I don't know if he was ever called the saviour. I think he was just added for young depth. And once the the midfielders who are a bit older uh, move on in the next couple of years, he's there. Hopefully, turnkey go as a as a, a, a maybe a mid age midfielder who's who's. Good to play at the level, who is handy, but I don't think he's been reaching the heights we've all wanted him to. The other player is Billy Frampton, who went back for the first time during the week, who I was I was sceptical with. I'm not a fan of what Billy's brought in the forward line, but definitely down back. He played an exceptional game, and maybe it's a new home for him. It might be a rebirth of Billy. Did you see any of it? The Liam Jones 2.0, Billy Frampton. Could that happen? <laughs> Goodness me. There's been a lot of crowing about, pun intended, on Twitter about how great Billy has been down back. Our good man, AC, has also been um, very... <laughs> he's very happy with uh, Billy's handiwork. Um, did you, did did you like catch Billy a glimpse of it, though? Did you catch it? it, was <laughs> it a, I, I haven't been a big fan of him either. But his game in defence, that one game against Hawthorne, it was good, and I'm just saying there might be a new opportunity for him there. He's just going to do it against a good side now. Definitely. No, definitely, definitely. But it's a good sign. Absolutely. I can't wait, I can't wait for Charlie Dixon versus Billy Frampton. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. As soon as he plays on a tough top forward, <laughs> well, then then things get interesting. Certainly, he'll get a real test. Well, how, how about Billy this week, mate? you got Norton, you got uh, English. Oh, boy. Got, uh, well, that'll, ooh, that'll yeah. be telling in Ballarat where it's sleet and snow most likely. Yep. How about this? Uh, the the Crows Bulldogs game starts yeah. in the morning. It does. It starts in the morning. It's ridiculous. When's the, when's the last time an AFL game started in the morning? I had to work out our um, footy schedule on Double A this week, and um, KG and Cornsey generally finish at midday. They're getting half their show scrapped because we have to do some pregame from eleven thirty, and they're going, "Where's half our show gone?" Because <laughs> we have to cut in oh, with the sure. footy. The best pre-game would be KG and Cornsey. Well, that's true. Maybe great. we could, we might get them on board, actually. That's not a bad idea. Um, let's turn our attention oh, to Port geez, Adelaide. I'm getting spotters, spotters oh, fee at, mate, uh, at 5AA as well. Mate, no, you're not. Um, that's my idea now. I'm claiming <laughs> that. Hey, um, <laughs> how about Port Adelaide quickly before we get on to the root of the week and Hutto's shit takes? So I've seen a jumper turn up on social media this week. It is retro round for Frio. They're going back to 1995. And as I hear Jack Hudson just dismantle his desk in his office, Jack, you don't look very happy that another team gets to wear a little bit of heritage during the week. You get a heritage jumper. You get a heritage jumper. You get a heritage jumper. Not you. Okay. Unhappy. Oh, and, and, the, and the Crows, Jack, who don't have any heritage. You know, oh, hey, hey, hey. They don't get one either. Hey, hey, hey. Look, let me preface this with... Just that Guernsey looks gorgeous, by the way. Yeah, does. Big pass. Tree face. I don't give a shit right now, Dave. <laughs> shit face. All that matters right now is that another AFL club has been given the opportunity to respect its heritage, and that is sensational. We've seen the South Melbourne kit. We've seen the Fitzroy one. We've seen the Brisbane Bears. We've seen now Fremantle go back to when they were crap, which <laughs> could have been last week. No, it, it looks surely great. It's the, sure, surely it's called the Clive Jumper. Surely. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, then it, we go back to Hawthorne being able to honour. And that Guernsey's gorgeous as well with mm. the yellow and the brown V. 
Where are my prison bars? <laughs> exactly. Like, it's very filthy. Where, where are the bars? Like, I, uh, I've seen some absolute <laughs> peanut on Twitter going, well, why don't you wear the Gandhi you wore in 1995? Well, we want to. <laughs> That's the aim. But you want a flag in it. You we might. want a flag. Where's uh, your flag? <laughs> the only shit that hasn't docked at Freeman was the premiership. <laughs> Oh, man. I can't believe I've found a week where I'm watching the brawl Fremantle fans because usually they have nothing to crow on about. Oh. And to make matters worse, Frio um, uh, have, have worn a Heritage Guernsey before that looks exactly like the, the Sydney one. Spot on. Yeah, they did, actually. It was red and white. Exactly these. the same. Yes. yes. Um, oh, I, just, I just went, oh, yeah, whatever. The AFL fast and just moved on uh, once I saw that. Photo and geez, the uh, the how's the how's the um, the hair on the <laughs> on the on the bloke model in the jumper? They're real far. Oh, oh, Jason Momoa for a second. But having said that, having said that, if you go back to the Port Collingwood game on Friday night, mm-hmm. uh, even if you put the prison bars on Port Adelaide, it's not a clash. Oh no, no, clash, no, no, no! Come on, no, 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 no! There is. You can't Sorry, put. You can't. Was, no, no, no. That's that's poor. That's a longbow. Your back. No, no, no. Tigers. There is a trial game in the early nineties. Port Adelaide played against Collingwood. Yes. Collingwood's was it, was home it, jersey has it, always been white with black stripes. Yeah. It was in. It was in February nineteen ninety three. I was there. Yeah. Right. No clash. Zero. However. Interesting. Interesting. You I can't th- get more clean than black v white. I feel. I feel like. I feel, yeah. No. No. You, you. I see what you're trying to do. I can. And I'll have to go back and watch it. I'm just saying, in this new day and age, where everything's about, where you got to have a a really big difference in color difference nowadays. Yeah, you got to yeah, have I clash jumpers, which yeah, that, that are. Was, that was really that, see good. that. But that was a farce for a reason. I, I, I think it's interesting though. But it's it's hilarious how there's a club out there saying you can't have colors that aren't in your um in your color scheme as your jumper. Whereas so Frio going who have got purple and white now as their official colours. They're going to put green in their heritage jumper. That's not in their set nowadays in, in 2021. Whereas Port Adelaide, they've got black, white, teal and grey and all they want to put in a jumper is black and white. Silver. For, Silver. No, and, and they're Silver. going to put black and uh, black and white in their heritage jumper. I mean, come on, just for one game. It's not like they're going away from it. Free are breaking more rules than Port Adelaide are. That's the thing. And that's people's arguments. Like, why don't you wear the colours you enter the AFL in? Well, why don't you tell Fremantle that? That's you right. You bunch of squids. <laughs> just up with this crap. Give me my bars. Just one game. Just one two, bloody game. Two games. Two, two games, games a year. Okay. I, I reckon uh, Port Adelaide should have retro around every week. What do you reckon, Hutto? I like that. Yeah, retro around. Yeah, retro around every week. Yep. There we go. Sorted. Goodness Absolutely. Let's play, let's, let's play homage, actually, Dale, to all the clubs that we just pantsed in the SNFL. We can rock up in a Glenelg Guernsey when we play against Richmond. We can rock up in a Norwood jumper when we play against Melbourne. <laughs> this is getting we'll play, silly. We'll, we'll wear a North Adelaide Guernsey against Sydney. You know what? We'll play homage to the clubs that are beneath <laughs> us in the SNFL. <laughs> The South Adelaide jumper against Carlton. This is yeah, now, this, exactly. is, this is now getting disrespectful, and I, I'm not sure if I want to continue. Let's get on to root of the week. 
Oh, now, boys, I don't know if you've got any local footy scores because we've been in lockdown and just about every other footy state has been in lockdown as well. But I saw this online, which I thought was kind of funny and sort of runs along our route of the week lines this week. Newton Cricket Club. Um, it, this must be over in the UK because um, there's no cricket going on over here in Australia in winter. Congratulations to Johnny Mercer. Let's just put our hands together for Johnny Johnny. Mercer for a sec. He got a batting hat trick this week. Anyone know what a batting hat trick is? No. Let me run it through to you. He was caught first ball off a no ball. Then he was bowled off the free hit. And then he was bowled again the next ball. Three times. (laughs) That's incredible. (laughs) So, Johnny, well done, mate. Great job, great job. That is outrageous. So, so what was the first? He got he got bowled. He, he got, got caught caught off a no ball, and then oh, he so, got. So he's actually hit the ball. He's hit the oh, ball the first time. He got caught, <laughs> no ball, and then he got bowled off the next one off the free hit, and then he got bowled again the next ball. <laughs> so, <laughs> poor Johnny's gone three times in three balls. See you, mate. That's a that's a shame. I, I can't laugh though because I probably would have done the same thing. I've never played a game of cricket in my life, so I probably can't either. <laughs> the last game of cricket I played, I snapped my Achilles tendon, so next. <laughs> N- next indeed. Let's go to Hutto Shits Takes. Yeah, I know you like to bang your shit takes. Don't stay, but leave. <laughs> what do you got in lockdown, mate? Uh, yeah. so, yeah, I, I, seriously, I, I, did, I didn't like that jig while, while the... Uh... <laughs> So it's been a it's been a long week, mate. So the Harry Potter movies are back on Netflix and Stan and every other bloody streaming service you can find. So I have ranked them and I put oh. one movie in particular last and I got scolded for it. Probably deserved. There's are uh, most things that I tweet about. Mm-hmm. The first movie is the second part of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. That's the best one. That goes into the Goblet of Fire, which is number four. Half-Blood Prince, number six. Deathly Hallows, part one. Then The Chamber of Secrets, which is number two. Then The Order of the Phoenix, which is number five. Philosopher's Stone, number one. And then, last, Prisoner of Azkaban. Oh, the worst one was yeah. Prisoner of Azkaban. I didn't think yeah. it was that bad. I, I didn't mind that one, actually. No, shit, Harry Potter, out of the rest of them. Can't stand it. People love that movie for some reason. I don't know why. But, yeah, that is my um, least favourite Harry Potter film. That's my rankings. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what's your, what's your view on it, Fletch? Dale, clearly um, a massive Harry Potter fan. Uh, Harry Potter's shit the end. <laughs> Have you watched them? Do you like them? Z- In any zero way? Zero interest. Ne- never watched zero. one. Never watched one. Z- no. Oh, no? Really? Oh, dear. Yeah, there you go. See, I, ship I have watched, ship I've watched them uh, all. I'll, 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 I'll even go one step further. Yeah. Well, maybe even two steps further. Okay. Um, Lord of the Rings. No. No. No, I'm the same. No, I haven't watched it. I haven't watched them. No. No, they're um, a bit too different for me. And, and what, what, what's the other trilogy one? All the heaps of... Um, Hunger Games. That's a good, no, that's no, a good no, series. No, no, I'm a massive fan of Hunger Games. Um, uh, You're a Star Twilight Wars, fan. Star Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> oh, Star Wars. No, no, Star Wars went all right. Get in the bin. That oh, was okay. No, you get in the bin. No, Star Wars is good. You get the ball. <laughs> <laughs> Red Harry Red Potter can you can get in the bin with the Lion King and all of that. Oh wow! Oh wow! Oh wow! Oh boy! Move on, please. Move on before we have a riot. I've just calmed down from the bars, and this is getting up there. Right, Arnold's biscuits. 
Oh, orange yes. creams. Number one. Oh, what the hell? Of all of them? What? Yeah. Of all Arnott's biscuits? Yes. Are you the, kidding the, me? The, the, them and milk coffee. Them and milk coffee are top two. Oh, my oh. word. Orange. Jeez. No. Shit no. take. No. That's, that's, that's deplorable. Mate, mint slice <laughs> is above <laughs> them just to start with. Love no, the mint not. slice. Yeah, it is. Wrong. No, absolutely yeah. not. Um, Hutto, don't Arnott's make Tim Tams? Yes. Yeah, what's your, what's your point? Yes, Tim Tams. Uh, so orange slices are better than Tim Tams? Oh, boy. Yes. Oh, wow. Jeez. And you're having a crack at me for not watching a fictional movie. <laughs> <Bad> Incan. <laughs> like, look. <laughs> you're, you're having a crack at me about a, about a, about a boy running through a wall. <laughs> Uh, with a shopping in a, uh, in shopping a, a trolley train station, you, you've missed, you've missed a lot of the plot. Than a Tim Tam. <laughs> you've missed a lot of the plot of Harry Potter, but I get your point. Oh uh, dear, <laughs> not your best take, Hutto. Sorry, sorry, that, mate. That, That's not a that, great take. That's a shit take. For a shit take. I'll rate that. <laughs> when, I, when I saw when I saw that shit take on Twitter, I didn't even know orange cream existed. I didn't even know it was a thing. I just oh. thought it was one of those hack ones that came in the assorted panel that no one actually wants. No, it's in the assorted creams and people do want it because there are single packs out. Now the last one. Oh, no, no, no. Now this is inspired because Mr. Sato has brought me home some Subway cookies. So oh, Subway cookies, the yes. order. Regular chopped chips, number one. Okay. Then it's the double chopped chip. Yes. Then it's the macadamia. Oh. Well, my favourite has been missed out of all that. My favourite is the um, is the raspberry cheesecake one. It's a bit sweet for most people, but I am oh, a, I'm a so. big fan of that. Really Gee. big fan. Oh, that's a shocking it, take, Tugway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with that. Oh, it's it's tough. It's tough. Um, chop chip. The double chop chips. Bang on. That's got to be right at the top. That's a yeah, ripper. Yeah, I've got to go double double yeah. chop chip. But yeah. then, having said that, geez, I haven't been. I haven't had a Subway cookie in about 12 years. <laughs> we're, we're yet to bring him back into the studio. Uh, those nu- What were you going to bring in? Nachos with something or other? Um, no, Doritos? No, I was bringing in salt and vinegar chips with Dorito dip. That's right. Oh. Can't wait to try that. Then, then, then COVID hit. So I'm wondering if there was a conspiracy out here <laughs> about the combination of that. Maybe it was a sign. <laughs> Probably. But yeah, that's all I've got for this week, boys. Beautiful. Time for this. Can we get an ironing board out there on the sideline? Absolutely farcical. It's farcical. 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 It's a farce. It ends farcically. The rules are a farce. Farce, farce, farce. What a farce. Absolute farce, that was. That sounds farcical. That was farcical. It's farcical. It was a total farce. It was a bit of a farce. It's a disgrace. Okay, I said off the top the biggest parcel farce ever in 108 episodes, and I can tell you I'm staring at eight. Parcel oh boy! Uh, eight. Eight. Wow! And uh, I'll start it off with uh, probably uh, it's a crescendo. I'll crescendo it through to the real, the real cutting edge right at the end. But uh, I'll start off with uh, I'm I'm actually glad Sam Tugwell's here because uh, his Phoenix Suns uh, just went uh, just what <laughs> just went. I've completely in, uh, forgotten about this, so you didn't need to bring this up. <laughs> when, uh, uh, or well, speaking of Basil Zemplis before, so uh, Basil Zemplis's uh, good mate, Giannis Antetokounmpo, um, 
went. Uh, That's a good what segue. What did he say? You buggered that up badly on the news. That's very funny. Goodbye, you. You can get Titmus right, mate, but what about Giannis? Geez, please. Um, so, so Giannis has uh, scored 50 points in game six to uh, to brush the Suns to one side and the Bucks won their first NBA title in 50 years with him scoring 50 points. So uh, obviously there was a big celebration, Hutto. You would have thought, you know, probably uh, a few, just a few quiet um, lemon washes um, <laughs> after the game. So, uh, so the next day... Uh, I think Giannis was a little bit peckish and uh, he, he went to the drive-thru and uh, this is what he ordered. Can I put your camera? Do you mind or no? Sure. There's 150,000 people watching you right now. Really? Yes. <laughs> so can I, can I have, please, a 50-piece Mac Minis? 50, exactly. Okay. Not 51, not 49. <laughs> chicken Minis, yes. 50. And um, let me have a large drink, no ice. Half Sprite, half lemonade. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> so, 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 Giannis ordering uh, f- 50 nuggets or chicken mini. Clearly, that's nuggets. 50 chicken nuggets, uh, pass or fast? Massive pass. <laughs> that's terrific. And not 51, not 59, 50. <laughs> and the bit about... No ice in the soft drink. I get it. I can get around that. That is yeah. terrific. Yeah, mate. I find that funny though because he's got a. He's decided to go half sprite, half lemonade. Isn't that the same thing? They're both yes. bloody lemonade. Like, <laughs> I mean, big pass. But come on, man. Is he trying to go another fifty? He's trying to go fifty-fifty on the drink as well. I don't know what his tactic was, but he maybe. I was going to say huge pass, uh, huge pass. Um, half Sprite, half lemonade, as you said, Tuggers. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> What's going on there? If you said half Sprite, half Seven, seven Up, I'd understand because they're totally different. Yeah, that, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> but half Sprite, half lemonade. <laughs> seven Up is a leak, by the way. <laughs> Giannis, that's a little, a little bit farcical there. Half, half Sprite. Half lemonade, but I do agree, Hutto. No ice because you get that little bit more soft drink mm. too. You don't get to 25% soft drink and 75% ice, and then just just all the ice melts. Anyway, um, sticking with the basketball theme, and uh, it was remiss of us uh, to mention uh, Josh Giddy this week. Uh, We'll get drafted uh, to uh, the NBA yes. on, on Friday. So uh, it's uh, probably top 10, oh, I reckon, guaranteed, lock it in, top 10. Yeah. Josh Giddy And, jeez, uh, he's been doing the rounds. Like, uh, I gave him a cover story in SA Weekend magazine uh, a couple of months ago. And now, and now everyone's just jumped on my bandwagon. Oh, covers, far out. Covers, covers galore. <laughs> and... Uh, there's been footage. I have I've got footage of uh, of Josh Kitty doing doing a Zoom interview exactly like this. And uh, well, uh, I've got I'll roll it, Tuggers, because uh, uh, just just see if you can uh, pick up what what I heard. You know, the whole time I was in Melbourne, and we've been in the gym together for a long time. So I mean, there's no one really better to work okay. with in Australia than. Then, um, then Andrew Gaze. <laughs> what was that? What? what on earth? Was that you so, jumping in there, Dale, or what? So the 
journalist interviewing Josh Giddy via Zoom, uh, not muting himself, and then asking his child, did he poo? <laughs> fast or fast? Oh. First question. Oh. Was it Archie? Yeah, <laughs> to be you. <laughs> Clearly not. No, not me. Negative, no, not guilty. Okay. Not no. guilty. I, I, I got the exclusive one-on-one in his land room. Oh, f- oh. didn't need Zoom. Jeez, just when we didn't need we- more gloating. Dale Fletcher, you're a joke. <laughs> Sorry. So just, what, just, just watch the file size of this because it's going to be unable to contain Fletcher's giant head. <laughs> but massive pass. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, huge, huge pass. I mean, uh, just, um, come on, man. Know that you're not muted at that sort of point in time when you're going to ask such a silly question on a, on a live conference uh, to one of the biggest names in the NBA draft this year. Isn't it amazing? He's going to get picked up in the top 10. His, his stocks have risen so high in the last, uh, what, probably last month or so. And it's probably on the back of his Vegas um, exhibition games where he got a bit of airtime in the US. People saw him ball out for a couple of plays and all of a sudden went, bang, nah, he's worth it. Um, that's that's awesome. Like He could go seven, I think I've been reading, as high as seven. Yeah, there's a big chance uh, Golden State Warriors uh, call out Josh Giddy at, at pick seven, which is uh, unbelievable. Wow. And the, the thing that, uh Steph and Giddy, oh man, what a backcourt. <laughs> we did brushing brushing Clay Thompson to the side. Yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Jeez, uh, uh, Josh Giddy will get to get to, um, better very quickly, uh, having to guard uh, Steph Curry uh, mm. every day. <laughs> would uh, that be an, that'd be an absolute nightmare? Oh, but uh, there's other reports that uh, uh, the Memphis Grizzlies and the New Orleans Pelicans just made a trade on Tuesday, which gives the Memphis Grizzlies pick 10, and uh, the Memphis Grizzlies are uh, uh, right into Josh Giddy as well. So uh, he won't drop out of the top 10 for mine. So, uh, geez, if it was Golden State, how good's that? Yeah. The la- last Aussie to play uh, for Golden State Warriors uh, won a championship. That's so, right. Uh, Bogues. So, uh, awesome. Bogues. But, uh, yeah, but uh, I, wonder, I, wonder if, uh, I wonder, wonder if he did poo. <laughs> oh, that that yeah. wasn't answered. Anyway, yeah, we don't really want that answer. Um, <laughs> That's a shit question. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we'll go. We'll go over to Tokyo because most of the most of the parcel fasters have been uh, in in Tokyo. Everything's been in Tokyo yeah. uh, this week, and uh, we'll start it off. How about at the start of the triathlon? Did you see the, the boat, the speedboat with the TV camera? <laughs> Nearly take out the whole field. <laughs> Oh, this is terrific. I love when these moments happen of just sheer cluster you-know-whats. Massive pass. Love it. Now, big, uh, big fast. This, what kind of cameraman idiot decides to tell his um his his boat driver to go and drive all the way up to uh, the starting line and start right in front of the blocks where uh, the the triathletes are meant to jump in the water? I mean, come on, man, have some better instructions. Get away. Let them start the race. Then you can go and follow alongside. He's a fast. That's no. That's no good. Huge fast. Come on. <laughs> Stay in your lane, yeah. boat man. Fair dinkum. Oh. I just saw that with jeez. Generally, it was seriously. It wasn't anyone. Uh, it was luckily no one uh, got injured because that was that was, that was close to what you mm, think. Yeah, it was like 
And I thought if I was in the triathlon, I would have snuck into the boat and, and fiddled a bit <laughs> in the speedboat to get, get 500 meters in front of everyone. But uh, big fast that one. But uh, we'll we'll go from the water to uh, to the BMX track now. Oh, yes. uh, the, the BMX track uh, it, it's it's relatively new to the Olympic Games, and uh, have, you, have you? I've seen footage. Of an, an official, there's probably more officials than athletes in in Tokyo. I think there should be an official village. That's how many of them. You turn turn around and there's another official. But this official at the BMX decided to saunter across the track and stand in the middle of said BMX track when the whole bloody race is coming straight towards him and he gets run down. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> This is good. So yeah. the BMX what? official <laughs> trying to be an obstacle. <laughs> Pass or fast. Oh, this is this is great. I love like I said just before, I love this chaotic stuff. Um <laughs> massive pass of someone getting mown down in the middle of an event. What is going on in the Olympic Games? These people they they're gone mad. Fast. What's he doing? Get off the goddamn track. Come on, man. Huge fast. And and uh, I, I, <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I mean, it was a pretty big hit. It surely he's got broken ribs or something. It. it, it I hope he's all right because it was a big hit. It was flying. Yeah. Mm. It just come down off the jump. Bang. Went down like a sack of uh, potatoes. potatoes. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, I hope you're all right, mate. But you're a farce as well. Um, <laughs> He's right in the middle of the track. It was a bit like an old mate who jumped the, the horse racing track and stood in front of the horse. Oh, yeah, he was a fast too. It was, it was sort of along those lines, but uh, you should know better than that. You're an official fair income. Right. Um, now, we've bagged uh, the commentary um, already, and uh, rightly so, because some of it's uh, uh, deplorable. But uh, I was watching the uh, Team USA-France basketball game on um, – uh, I think it was Sunday night. Sunday night, yep. And uh, as I said before, uh, I'm, I'm on the app, so I've got the dodgy dodgy commentary. But uh, Channel Seven subbed in and got rid of the commentator when uh, it was uh, it was sort of close that uh, the the French had a sniff of winning, and uh, they subbed in uh, these two commentators. Here's a shot. I mean, they're missing everywhere. That is huge. Get up now, mate. They need you. Get up. He's crocodile. Come on, Evan. Take it down the court. Get it back to 40 here. Let him go. Into the corner. One thing's for sure. John, John Casey. What is that shot? John Casey. Evan Fournier. <laughs> That's outstanding. That is incredible. <laughs> Andrew Gaze and uh, Andy Marr going real, uh, <laughs> real fanboy commentating uh, pass or fast. Oh. Fanboy commentating is sublime. When it's to a targeted audience, be as biased as you want. That's why I love the 5AA commentary a lot of the time. <laughs> Rowie Ro- Ro- Yo and for the Crows is hilarious. <laughs> TDG is even better. Yes. Just. Yes. Losing his mind and oh, like listening to him when it was Port St Kilda a couple of weeks ago was just piss funny. So <laughs> I'm all about just 
biased, stupid, over-the-top commentary. It's 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 not everyone's cup of tea, but that was just such relief because I'll play I'll play the commentary that came from the world feed. This was what they were competing with, and remember, this was what viewers were tuning in for for an entire four quarters until the last two minutes because there was no other commentary provider. This is what they were dealing with. Clock winding down. Lillard will force the three. Holiday for three. And it will not go in the 25-game win streak. The United States of America is over. They blew France with a huge win. 83-76. to 76. The most boring slow-paced, monotonous crap you've ever listened to. The guy was commentating an, a remarkable moment in Olympic history where America loses their first Olympic game in 17 years, and he just called it as if it was, well, well there's just another result. Yep, no worries. Come on. Give it something. Oh. Gazy and Mars actually gave it gave it something. That pass. That was tone-deaf, boring crap. Nah, gross. Thank God, <laughs> Gazy and Mark came over the top. Oh dear, oh. <laughs> Gazy and Mark, how, how good? How, Great team, how good? <laughs> <laughs> and not Brett Mar either. Andy Mar usually Gazy right. and Mar. It was a boomer's backcourt well, uh, back in the glory days. Yeah. But, uh, but uh, the, the, there's another dynamic duo right there. Uh, all right, from the from the basketball court, we'll go. Uh, we'll go. Sh- over to uh, the skateboarding. I want to know, uh, does skateboarding as an Olympic sport pass or fast? I'm just going to go just fast and that's it. There's not much more you to add. <laughs> I would have said the same, but it seems like kids love it. So there is a market. It's not for us um, middle-agers or uh, people that have seen enough Olympic games. It's for the kids by the looks. That's their uh, That's their market for the next few years and that's what they're going to want to compete in in 15 20 years when they get there like, did you see 13 14 15 year olds won medals for this thing so i mean i want to be a fast because i'm a 26 year old oldie i suppose nowadays when you come to that but it's kind of a pass when it's when it when you look at the market kids love Fortnite. doesn't mean it should be an olympic sport ah, nice i like that analogy <laughs> i'll go with that Oh, huge farce. Oh, oh, you reckon you're an old man, Tuggers? Well, yeah, that's I right. think it's an absolute farce. Uh, <laughs> speaking uh, closer closer to 40 than 30, um, huge farce, except there's a big crash. And what about the guy who nearly dislocated his hip? He just went full on. His hip is in about eight places. And... Uh, how good was that? But uh, that was uh... your city stick. <laughs> wow! <laughs> there also was a was a belly flop in the diving too today. If you if you saw that, oh and no! That was actually, uh, someone in medal contention and just lost oh the pot, no! Belly flop, bang! Yeah, nice. Nothing beats like a good a belly flop. Wow! <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yep, yeah, no nah, skateboarding was obviously brought in by. Um, uh, the host city can can pick some yes. sports, and uh, Japan picked skateboarding. And who would have thought Japan won the gold medal? So that's uh, <laughs> g- good on Japan. But uh, we'll, we'll go over to the boxing ring. Now uh, I don't know if you caught this, but there's a Moroccan guy uh, boxing against uh, a Kiwi. So as Aussies would have to be going for the Morocco guy yes. because he's fighting a Kiwi, mm. obviously, okay. surely. But uh, old mate, old mate uh, Moroccan has done a Mike Tyson on the Kiwi bloke and bit his ear off. Oh, no. 
Pass off. What? Oh, no. So the old Moroccan cuisine pass off. Moroccan cuisine. It's fair to say you probably gave him an earful. (laughs) Um, That's a farce. You don't bite a bloke. That that is such a farce. Uh, End of day farce. What what kind of advantage did he think he was going to get by biting his ear? That's just dumb. That's just so dumb. Farce. Huge farce. Huge farce. Did the kid, did did he hear it coming? No, oh, no probably uh, not. Uh, um, yeah, it's, like, it's actually like the Jaws music playing in his head. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, what worrying about um, uh, people getting coronavirus, and we got people uh, eating other people's ears. Fair dinkum. <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll go back to the basketball just quickly because I actually love this. Have you seen the robot? At the basketball. So the, the the Japanese have built a robot. It looks about eight foot tall. The hand the hand said robot the ball. Yeah. They stand him in the middle of the middle of the court and just swishes it from halfway. Yeah, it's awesome. I've seen it. It's it's amazing. The it's basketball cool. robot pass off. Oh, it's remarkable technology. It. No, it's a pass. Jack, you gotta see it, man. It's so Jack, cool. You go- Google it straight away. You, you, while we're talking, yeah. it'll, it'll be the first 500 hits. It is so cool. It is like the technology they've put into it. And by the looks, I thought they had like three different stations set up on the court. So he'd just gone and done a free throw, swished it. Then he'd gone back to the three-point line, swished that. And then he'd gone back to the halfway court and he swishes it from there. And it's just all perfectly... Um, the robot's just... It's perfect. It's awesome. Oh, that moves so creepily. I hate it. <laughs> oh, that unsettles me. I want that robot. If I ever get to shoot for a car at the entertainment centre, I'm yeah. bringing out the robot. <laughs> I'm just looking at this taking this half-court shot. This is absurd. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. He just takes his time and just gets it. <laughs> right, that thing needs to be melted down. I don't care what anyone says. Who that's knows gross. what else that can do, that robot? Yeah, no, nah, no, no more of that, thanks, Japan. That's gross. A lot of people have tweeted that LeBron's trying to recruit him to the Lakers, but uh, anywho. I think he's just come off the set of Space Jam, actually. <laughs> Real Space Jam vibes about that. Uh, last one, last one, lucky last. And you have to, you have to finish with this one. Uh, we've had a lot of... Uh, gold medals in the pool and Ariana Titmus and uh, two golds and beat Ledecky and yep, well done. But the highlight for me this week has been uh, Kaylee McEwen's win, gold medal win, especially when she describes it to live television like this. What would you like to say to your mum and your sister for now? Fuck yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> 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 Woo! Yes. Absolutely. So, uh, yes. So, Kaylee McEwen had, had just beaten Emily Seabomb. She didn't drop a C-bomb. <laughs> she dropped an F-bomb. Oh, that's so oh, bad. So fast. <laughs> right, that joke's a fast, but dropping, <laughs> you know what, yeah. That's incredible. Yeah, that is, that is Aussie at its best right there. Yeah. Aussie live TV at its finest. And, and you know what? I'm not even mad. We like to try and be, you know, nice and safe on this show. Try not to make it too ma- too many expletives, but that had to go in because that's just one of the great liners from uh, Olympic. It'll be Olympic folklore now. That that's just fantastic. Pass. How good too. And uh, it was just uh, <coughs> sensational. It was it was one of those moments where it was like, 
Well, it was it was a truthful answer. It was a, describe how you're feeling. And yeah. the, 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 <laughs> you couldn't get any more uh, truthful than that. If, if you ask Hutto straight straight after a port win, how do you feel, Hutto? Basically um, that and yep. a lot of relief <laughs> and probably a few other words too. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, that was fantastic. A way to cap off the show, I think, as well, boys. It's been another big one. And uh, look, the Olympics are only going to continue for another week and there's plenty more to come. So I can't wait for that. Our multi, I don't think, looked too good last week. So we're not going to even bother with this week. And, uh, no. and rightfully so. Um, boys, good, good to see you. We'll be back next week, probably similar time. And uh, we will hopefully be in the studio again soon uh, once we sort of get through all the, uh, the restrictions and whatnot. It'd be good to see your faces again. Yeah, F off COVID. That's what I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> that, that real Kaylee McEwen. Uh, yes, it did. <laughs> but uh, uh, next week's uh, huge, boys, because it's uh, it's showdown week. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> Unless the fixture gets changed. Where are the bars? Where are the bars? Oh, we need to be in Retro studio round for that. Oh, next mate. week. Yeah, heritage round. Let's do it. We're our own heritage round. <laughs> All right, boys. We'll sign off on that. Good to see you. We'll be back next week.